my sausages are burning. And I don't, I don't, I don't mean to say that in a uh, you know what I mean sort of way, but no, my 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 sausages are genuinely burning while I do this intro for episode forty of the Guilty Pleasures podcast. Let's see, what is this episode? This is our goodbye episode. Uh, this is our final episode. Um, this is our leftovers episode where we're going to be taking some clips from old shows. Uh, uh, what old shows, you might ask? Uh, how about show uh, 31, Dr. Doctor? Uh, there was some leftover stuff from that that we ne- never made it to the uh, first podcast, so it's going to be here on our last podcast. And we're also going to be taking some clips from episode 33, where we talked with Scott Thompson about porn, and uh, episode 34, where we talked with Martha O'Neill about the She Dot Festival. And uh, then we also have a clip from episode 36 where we talked about uh, tattoos with Kathleen McGee. And we will also include the two clips uh, that we uh, took out of the uh, episode 39, the mashups episode. And, um, well, you know what? I'm going to go into greater detail about, uh, you know, the show ending and uh, all that uh, that crazy horse shit. Um, But uh, I want to remind you guys that uh, you can get all 40 episodes uh, on iTunes. And on Stitcher Radio, which is an app for your smartphone. So go and check that out. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and on Twitter. You can find the Guilty Pleasures Podcast uh, still on uh, Facebook. And uh, you can go to Guilty Pleasures Pod, which is our Twitter handle. And you can find me at Dave Martin World on Twitter and on the internet at DaveMartinWorld.com. You can find Sean Fisher at uh, Sugar Jam on Twitter. And uh, you can find Scott McCrickard. On Twitter as well at uh, uh, Scott uh, Mick uh, C K A R D. Uh, you can find him. Listen to an old show, and then we all do our proper uh, Twitter handles and all that stuff. But you can find both Scott, Sean, and myself on Twitter. Follow us, friend us, do whatever you need to do. Listen to this final episode, and go back and listen to some of the other episodes because I'm very proud of them. I like the work that we did, and uh, it is uh, too bad that it's all over, but. Uh, you know, shit happens and you move on. Uh, and uh, and here we go. Uh, the lovely Jamila Ross, who gave us our theme song. Uh, take it away, Jamila. Guilty Pleasures. It's the Guilty Pleasures Podcast. TV Junk Food. Dave Martin, Sugar Jam, and Scott McCricker. Yeah, Daddy. It's the final episode of the podcast, and we're playing some of our favorite clips from the cutting room floor. And now, for the last time, the Guilty Pleasures Podcast! From a mystery location in Toronto, Canada. I still don't know. You know, you know, even after 40 episodes, well, 39, let's say, I still don't know if I have this equipment figured out properly. But it's like a, it's, I, just, I can't get into it. Sometimes I think if I just buy the equipment, that's enough, and I should just, uh, it'll just work for me. But it seems like I just, I just, I buy it, and I just hopefully, I don't even read the instruction booklet. I just start plugging shit in, and just hopefully it will figure out its way on its own. Um, like I said, this is um, episode forty. It's not going to be a long one. We're going to be doing some throwing some throwing in some old clips from uh, previous episodes. Uh, most of all, I want to uh, thank um, 
uh, I want to thank Sean Fisher and I want to thank Scott McCrickard for being uh, my the co-hosts of the show for the um, uh, 39 episodes coming up to here. And um, I guess if you want to know why the show ended, um, you could you could listen to episode 39. Uh, that was really sort of the final. Nail in the coffin, I suppose. I, I think I, I tried a couple of times to maybe pull things back together, but you know, it was clear. You know, I mean, people have differences, people have grievances, uh, and um, you know, this was a, a talk show where people uh, would come on to talk, and we, you know, you'd think that people should be able to talk about everything, and uh, but uh, you know, when you can't talk about your what's going on in your head on a talk show. Um, that's going to become a problem. But I, you know, I, I, I love and respect uh, both Scott and Sean, uh, you know, to the end of the earth. Um, and, uh, you know, there was a reason why I wanted to work with them on another podcast. I mean, I got a history of podcasts behind, on, on my belt. Uh, you know, 2014 to 2015 is the Guilty Pleasures podcast. That was 40 episodes. 2007 to 2010, I think we did about... Uh, Maybe about 60 episodes of Corktown Radio that I did with Paul Irving and Derek Thompson. And, uh, you know, Earl the Squirrel was on sound and Andy Borman was our announcer. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, 2011 to 2013 was Anything Goes with uh, Darren Frost, uh, which was the uh, the Sirius XM show. And, you know, we had Kathleen McGee, uh, Rebecca Kohler, and... Um, uh, Christina Walkinshaw, how could I forget? Uh, they were the ho- co-hosts on that show. But, you know, this puts an end to the third podcast for me, uh, the Guilty Pleasures one. But I don't want to dwell on it. Uh, you know, I- I'm proud of a lot of the work that we did. Uh, I enjoyed I laughed a lot with those two guys and with some of the guests that we had. Uh, I'm going to just quickly go through some of the guests that we had from previous episodes. Uh, we had the likes of uh, Scott Thompson, Kathleen McGee, Christina Walkinshaw, Christine Von Hagen, Martha O'Neill, Paul Irving, Dean Young, Bruce Hunter, Simon Rakoff, Jamila Ross, uh, Electric John, and uh, Simon Rakoff, I believe I mentioned, and uh, and Simon Dickey. Uh, you know, all they were all all good, all entertaining, all fun on the show. I, I, I got uh, I got nothing. I got nothing really bad to say. I don't. I don't see the point in, in carrying around the bad, uh, you know, ill will. I mean, if I really felt that way, then I wouldn't bother mentioning it. But um, uh, you know, some of my favorite episodes that we did was uh, the la- one of the last ones, the mashup. Um, I enjoyed that a lot. You know, just uh, exchanging you know music that we were all interested in, and uh, uh, just you know, you, you get to really know someone uh, through uh, sometimes what they uh, what they like and they don't. And uh, episode thirty, the monster truck one, uh, go and check that out. Episode twenty one, it was on vaporizing, and uh, shit, my other radio just turned on. Um, and episode one on vaporizing, which was a lot of fun. Uh, it was kind of different between, you know, uh, as the show moved on. And uh, episode 35, our live show that we did from uh, the Clandestiny or the Underground Comedy Club, as I believe it is called now. And probably my favorite episode would be episode 13, the musicals episode that uh, Jamila Ross was our, uh, our uh, guest for. I guess when I, the more I think about it, the more I just didn't really want the show to end with the political train wreck show. I didn't want to have this have to be the. I didn't want to have. I didn't want someone to have to ask me, Sean or Scott. You know, why did the show end? I wanted some. Re, I wanted some. You know, it's just a little bit of closure. I guess that's what you could call it. Um, 
you know, but you know, all, all things must pass. All things must end. So um, I wanted to be able to come on and just and thank the people that I worked with because I was proud of the work that we did. The shows are funny. They're still funny. They hold up. They're, you know, uh, occasionally we mentioned, you know, some topical political thing or some topical entertainment thing. But for the most part, you know, the, I think the, I hope the shows are going to be a little bit timeless. And uh, this is just a chance to say goodbye. And uh, I just didn't really want to end it with a, a lot of anger and, uh, you know, left wing, right wing sort of, you know, a lot of political bullshit going, being thrown back and forth. Because the this, this show was supposed to always be about guilty pleasures, not about no matter what political end of the spectrum that you're on. You know, it's like this was supposed to be about guilty pleasures. It was supposed to be about people getting together uh, on one thing that doesn't necessarily start you know, dividing people. I mean, we never we never did an episode on religion or anything like that. We stuck to, you know, junk food and video games and pornography. So that's what we, we talked about, what we were good at. And um, I got I to gotta get through a couple clips today. So here, uh, this is a, a couple clips uh, left over from our Doctor Doctor episode. Uh, I think we got to get into a little bit about uh, therapy. I know a lot of comedians try to do comedy as a form of therapy, but seriously, from the occasional audience member's perspective that I'm going to give you right now, uh, get some therapy as well. Really, don't work out all your therapy on stage. It's uh, not enjoyable. <laughs> uh, but uh, that being said... Here's a blowjob. After a checkup, happy ending, Dr. Whitman. It, it, ha- it happens a lot more with therapists. I think therapists hook up with their their uh, their patients more than a regular doctor would. Do you have a female doctor or a male doctor? I have a male doctor right now, yeah. yeah. No, See, I, I the one not that I think that I can trick my doctor into uh, giving me things and 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 doing what I want, uh, but there's just sometimes I think like a male doctor would see through a lot of the bullshit that I might be saying, but not like there's a lot. I don't know. Somehow I feel more comfortable because uh, I also feel that like uh, like a uh, uh, a woman. Uh, a, uh, like my no, doctor has kids of her own, so I always feel like a woman's probably more experienced with dealing with like other people's bodies, and, and I don't know. I, I just feel more comfortable with a female doctor. Than, okay, I have a female dentist. Yeah, that's not really the same though. It's not like <laughs> that's a pretty personal area of the mouth. Well, well, guess what? My doctor has to go sometimes in other personal areas <laughs> that don't involve molars. But I mean, but I, anyways, I just, I didn't like the antidepressants anymore because I just found that they would just sort of, they would just sort of make you feel numb and it was just like you were kind of flatlining all the time yeah, I don't like and that. you couldn't experience your highs and lows yeah. anymore. I remember I broke up with a girlfriend and I didn't, it didn't affect me all that much. And I, and I, and I remember thinking, uh, I should be more upset about this, but I wasn't. And I remember I, when I got the Winnipeg comedy festival, I remember feeling like I should be more happy about this, but I wasn't. And so it just, it kind of just, it, it just set everything on an even scale and i didn't like that i don't think that's what life's all about life is about you you know uh, facing and dealing with your highs and your lows so i stopped taking them and everything's relatively fine i mean i still get lows all the time but i don't it's not it's not worth the uh you know uh the the hair loss and the weight gain the loss of sexual appetite and the uh you know when antidepressants cause suicidal thoughts i think that's the most fucked up thing there is and those commercials on tv are so ridiculous you know when they're selling 
selling a drug and you can't figure out what the drug is and there's all your all they're doing is showing like a couple frolicking in the field and all well, they're these, telling you how they're how the ways is going to kill you yeah like if right. it causes depression and suicidal thoughts please go to your doctor liver like, failure is, i don't even Tongue know what numbness. this drug is what is it well, lack of tears yeah lack that, of feelings <laughs> and they're riding a horse and dry mouth may cause death sudden I, heart stoppage eye bleeding yeah excessive blood sweating ocular bleeding uh, <laughs> anal leakage but uh, I think there's a little bit uh, I think we get I mean uh, episode 31 was one that we had to record twice because there were some sound issues with it I think there was a little bit of a buzz a little bit of a hum you know if you listen to the first episode or if you listen to the Doctor Doctor episode that we put out first of all, and then you listen to the second one, or you listen to these clips, maybe there's stuff repeated, maybe there isn't. But uh, you know, sometimes when you do comedy on stage, it always doesn't work. So that's why I always like very conversational, funny, you know, comedy as well. And that's what I think we accomplished on this show. So here's another clip from the Doctor Doctor episode. I think I might get into a little bit of antidepressants and the pros and cons of those. Okay. You like that? You like that fake laugh? That's enthusiasm that has tricked audiences for years and years. Anyways, here we go. More Doctor. <laughs> Who's your favorite TV doctor? Like, do you like Doctor Phil or Doctor Oz or Doctor? Used to be Huxtable. I used to be the Huxtable. Doctor was out. The one, the one thing that I have to do say about, uh, uh, well, one thing I have to say about uh, taking antidepressants and, and medication like that is it did sort of. What I didn't like about it is it, it didn't it 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 didn't let you acknowledge um, consequences as much as you did when you were not on them. I just found that when I was on them, I felt like I could do whatever the fuck I want, and tomorrow's a brand new day, and I can start behaving myself tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Too. It's like, oh, Those were well, amnesia pills, Dave. You know, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe I shouldn't have another beer and buy some Coke and go and see some strippers, but uh, tomorrow is a brand new day, and I'll, and I'll stop doing it tomorrow. And That's like being a cat. Catholic. Well, but, oh, yeah, kind oh. of, kind of. Well, in, 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 but in, in you know, in, if, if you want to look at it like that, you can almost say that God is a sort of a, a a drug for a lot of people because you know you can do whatever the fuck you want, and if you confess the next day, then that's sort of like yeah, that version of God. Yeah, yeah, that, that I that that's what I, I find God. very fucked up. But um, the I mean, uh, it's awesome. It is, well, I mean, it is, but then, but then, but then you wake up the next day and you're sort of like, oh fuck, I can't do that again. And then, then it gets to be noon, and you're like, man, that was ages ago. I yeah. can do it one more time. The brain is an amazing thing. Yeah. Well, and also, yeah, just and that's and it. It also allowed. It, I also found those pills allowed you to forgive yourself way too much. You know your level of forgiveness your about your own actions. Is it a guilt where your guilt was gone? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, and also the idea that you can restart. You know, uh, it can be a brand new day, and then you can start behaving yourself. Um, so, who's your favorite do- television doctor? Doctor Drew, Doctor Oz, Doctor. I liked um, Trapper John. Trapper John. MD. Do you remember the uh, sequel to MASH? I was just actually watching a documentary about Robert Altman. So, uh, uh, remember After MASH? No. Oh my god! <laughs> I remember the title. <laughs> I, I, I watched After MASH. That's a really bad show. Oh my god! Do we have a clip? Do we have a an After MASH clip that we can After watch? After MASH. After MASH. We used to have Monster MASH. Really bad, but. Uh, Trapper John MD was another uh, Quincy Jones, not Quincy Jones. Actually, just Quincy. <laughs> Quincy. 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 Yeah, Quincy was Quincy a CSI. Quincy was a CSI though. 
He's a doctor of funk. He was a forensic. Uh, he was a yeah, yeah. He was like the first CSI. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, uh, what was it? Hamlet. Horatio actually was the first CSI. Yeah. You know, at the end when he says Horatio. Well, well, well. We used to watch Quincy with Jack Klugman all the time. What, he was that over at your place? Yes, he'd come over. He'd reenact them for us. <laughs> Jack Klugman you sat behind me some at, a, at a Broadway show once at the, at the Tony Randall Theater. Oh, of course. That's where he, does he grunt a lot? Looks like a lot of... He did. At the time, he sounded like this because he had some sort of thing in his throat. Oh, he's older? Yeah. Throat cancer. I think cancer was in his throat. That's yeah, what it was. cancer was in his throat. It was right before he died. But, uh, I mean... <laughs> There's like a, there's a, they they do put so many I I think that's why there are so many warnings with medication when it comes out because they don't they don't feel this need to test them so much as as they as they used to. I mean, there's still we still don't even know the long-term effects of even like, you know, like when did birth control come out? Yeah, and there are effects with that. And, and well, uh, thalidomide too. The, the flipper babies were all born. Well, there was actually like decongestant medicine which was actually meth. What was it? It's one of the key ingredients in meth. Wow. I mean, this is incredible. There's also me, that but... teenage girl, is it HPV vaccine, the, uh, the um, birth control for like, teenage girls. That's coming under some scrutiny now. Oh, well, oh, there's a medication for HPV that the... Yeah, yeah, that uh, girls are being, were given and even schools were giving it to some of them, I think it was. Oh, okay. I don't know anyway. about that. Well, you should look into it. Here's a commercial for it. Hello, doctor. Uh, I'm having a cigarette. Should we take a break? Um, have we been recording? Let's go take some Viagra okay, together, we'll and then we'll come back, back got, all hard. We got the Young Doctors in Love clip I wanted to show. Okay, well, here, let's, let's, uh, we'll show that. That is really pushing it as far as doctor subject goes. <laughs> okay, I think this is the last clip from Doctor Doctor, episode 31. And uh, I, think, I, don't know, I don't know how what we start talking about here here we go i think even if midgets were like the standard like standard height was midget height uh i don't think tall people would ever be seen as freaks like i think everyone even if you're a midget you're sort of like tall people seen as freaks in our world like if someone i think people are freakishly tall but no one's like oh my god look how tall he is yeah, because I don't think, think being tall at a certain point does being get. A, being tall isn't like a disadvantage. What about though? the tallest man in the world that used to be in the Guinness Book of World Records? Yeah, that guy was free. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I the think giant was a bit. Free if you're the single, if you're the one thing, if you're the one guy out of all the things in the world, then and it was giantism he had, or it was gigantism. that gigantism. Yeah, so he he did whatever the hormone is that stops you from growing. He didn't have, so he just kept growing. Yeah, it was kind of like Andre the Giant. He had that. Right. I'm not sure. Maybe gigantism is something else where it's like certain, well, your parts, body of your, doesn't part, certain parts of your body get bigger than like... Right. Yeah. Well, we're not doctors. so we Once don't, again, we don't... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we know everything. I think I could Big be... Big Pharma. A, I, I really do think I could be a therapist. But um, I think that... Uh, well, you dressed like one today. I so know. I, I really feel like while... Uh, well, I and I am on the couch, and I'm feeling very comfortable. I could talk to you. Well, I know a lot about psychology. What are you charging? Uh, I don't have any degree in it, but I know a lot about psychology. And I've often... yeah, but but those were everything that you know has been from someone else. It's not through your own study of the human condition. Well, I've got uh, my own study of myself. <laughs> okay, all right. But what I think I could actually do is musical therapy. Oh. Because I do music, and when I used to teach, uh, what are you laughing at? Study of myself. Well, that's enough. <laughs> I did a study of. What was your What was your test group? It was me. 
<laughs> well, I, I asked. Uh, well, I asked, I asked one other myself, person. Yeah. Should I take this? And I said yeah. yes. I decided to get a second opinion. It was myself. It was the, and, I looked in the mirror. Uh, and I, I thought, said, well, <laughs> I thought what would be best for me would be. Anyway, the street jacket is about tight enough. See you what later, is, everybody. What is what music therapy though? There is musical therapy, and like you just laid listen to music, or you play it. Well, actually, or? I actually think that musical improv is musical therapy because I've seen it doesn't happen all the time, but a couple of times I had students whose lives changed because of musical improv, and that was amazing to me because I I was kind of down on the job, I hated it so much, but then when so I saw someone's life change. I was like, wow, I actually changed someone's life through musical improv? And I, suddenly I was like, maybe this isn't the worst thing in the world. That man was Mike Myers. <laughs> no, music, uh, can change. music definitely has an effect on emotional. And, and improv can be a, is a therapeutic tool probably in itself, right? Because you, it you break out of yourself, etc. Well, I actually do <laughs> musical. Uh, <laughs> I've done musical improv for Cam H with um, Kate Ashby, where she, she actually has patience... <laughs> Gotta get a location. My dealer's house. Okay, we're trying to get away from that. We're trying to get away from that. But they performed in front of a whole bunch of therapists, all the psychiatrists. It was the whole psychiatry, blah, blah, blah. So all of these mm, patients. Very interesting. The, the patients were doing improv. I was doing the music director for it. And uh, it, that was interesting, too. I was like, wow, improv is, uh, it really is a therapeutic tool, which is, I think, why probably crazy people are drawn to it. I didn't well, like that. that guy that killed Holly Jones and chopped her up in a bunch of uh, little pe- bits and pieces. That's true. If on it, Perth Avenue, he took Second City classes. You know Spectre, he loved music. Uh, Can know, we get an emotion? Violent rage! Yeah, he was a theater sports person. Can and, we get a location? Uh, Somewhere you'll never find! Well, it's Tiny true. Okay, our next clip, our, the next clip, our next clip coming up is uh, some of the leftover stuff from the Scott Thompson episode. Uh, Scott, uh, I mean, Sean, um, uh, you know, the whole episode was supposed to be about porn, and I like it when we go off on little tangents and stuff like that, and we have fun with it. Uh, I really thought that Scott and Sean and myself had a very good and interesting dynamic. I mean, I'm very politically sort of uh, centered. Uh, Scott sometimes is a little bit more on the right, and Sean is definitely more on the left. And uh, you know, we call it like a like a Han- like I don't the old Fox News show, like Hannity and Combs. I always sort of like that show because you know, if you just hear one opinion over and over again, it's you're not really learning anything. And it's good to hear things that you disagree with. But I thought we the three of us had a good dynamic, and I thought we as much as we were good on our own, um, I also did enjoy. Um, the times that we would have guests come in, but uh, quite often I think my favorite episodes are the ones that we were just doing by ourselves and three friends hanging out and just having a good time with each other and talking about stuff and getting through things and just enjoying each other's company. So, uh, but this is the porn episode with Scott Thompson. So here we go. And uh, I think Sean starts off with talking a little bit about uh, American. We talk about a little bit about American versus Canadian TV. Which is can be an exhausting conversation, but but here we we, we talk about some yeah, shit. Yeah, see, Larry Pretty Sanders much. is like my favorite yeah. thing. Oh, it's that great, yeah. Because uh, and so I was actually wondering uh, along the same lines. Now, what's the difference between an American show like that, which is just so brilliant, and uh, uh, and just regular Canadian TV? You've right. been in both worlds. What's right. the big difference? Uh, in what way? Like, I mean, the well, way people relate why to. Why are me? they? Uh, why are Americans able to to make? Comedy, it seems like they're right now able to make it better than us, even though they're using a lot of Canadians yeah, to they do are. it. 
So it's like, why can't, like with Rob Ford, why weren't we well, able, that's, it's why shocking. Weren't we able yeah, to really. make fun of it? Why did we have to have Jimmy Because Kimmel maybe and, a lot of the greatest talents have left. Yeah. I was going to say, a lot of these shows, these, these pilots, honest. they're audition tapes to get to the States. Like, you know, you use these tapes, these shows, and but, next thing you know, they're on but John Kids Door. Kids Hall and SCTV were produced in Canada. They were. They were great shows. And, why can't, and they did well in America. So why can't we still do that here now and sell our great shows well, to America? I think because there's more money in TV for the most part. And I think when shows like SCTV were around, they're actually seeing, like, I think Canadian television was still sort of trying to find its own identity, and we threw stuff out there so much, but then we also allowed it to stick as well. I just, because I mean, I think in Canada there's very much, there's, there's not a lot of reward and risk. And like, no. the kids in the hall didn't get recognized until Lauren Michaels had interest in you guys. Well, we were. I mean, our, our story was. We're just. It just was unique for us. I mean, it was a, confl- a convergence of certain events. The way his, the way history was going, and and Lauren Michaels basically used his American power to bully our show onto television. Yeah, that's really what did it. And, and I think that there was a time that it just. I don't know. It was just a perfect time. The world was really changing when we got our series. It was 1989, the fall of the Berlin Wall, the end of the Soviet Empire. You know what I mean? Game, AIDS was finally being discussed in, in society. Uh, all these things were happening. There's a lot of things that were changing, and people just – I don't know. We just slipped in, and Lawrence just had the key to the kingdom, and he just – and him and Yvonne Fasson basically – it's so far. Well, there was a storyline. There was a, a whole thing before. There was it was on film, right? They filmed yeah. it, and it was so you know. Now it's just like right to they're doing it right away. Yeah, it's sort no, of like the Burt Reynolds movie uh, about porn, Oh, Boogie Nights. Boogie yeah. Nights, where he oh, really yeah. wanted to be a, a filmmaker. Yeah. You know, well, I think they all they, they all. Uh, and it's funny now. It's just I think uh, I think now it's not even that crazy of an idea of a porn actress to cross over into mainstream. I mean, some have, some have, but I don't think. It, and there doesn't seem to be as much shaming about. Uh, I mean, but has know, anyone the, the, really become a star though? Well, I mean, you could say Sasha Gray, but I mean, what she's, she be, she she's do? done some. She's done some mainstream she's done movies. A few she, was mainstream a, movies. she was in the Tracy Steven Lords. Soderbergh. Uh, but I mean, Tracy Lords is just. Uh, I mean, she started when she was like sixteen, seventeen, right? And um, but I don't think she's had a lot of mainstream success. Well, she was in, in one uh, or two. The, the John Waters film Crybaby. That's probably yeah, her but that's right. different. But John Waters yeah. cast her because yeah, she was she like was. sort of scandalous, and ooh, it's Tracy Lord. But wasn't there a porn star that was the neighbor on that '70s show? Wasn't she an ex-porn star, the blonde who lived next door? I don't remember. Married to the older guy. I don't remember. I think so. Or was she a Charlie's Angel? A, there was a Charlie's no, Angel. No, no, I think she was actually a porn star. You know, but, uh, what, what's... Anyways, we were trying to... We were getting a little bit more back on track there talking about porn. And uh, then Sean, uh, being a podcast, I thought was, was hilarious. But this is, what I, this is what I love about the guy. I think, uh, you know, he, he brought a whole bunch of visual items, uh, pornog- pornographic-wise, uh, to the show. And uh, so we start... We kind of flip through some old uh, porn, and um, we take a look at some stuff. And, um, and then this is, it's, this is a little bit more visual, but uh, at least, you know, we're, we're having fun and we're hanging out with Scott Thompson. So it's like the, I never. Ginger, I, I don't. Ginger Lynn. I don't watch a guy. Ginger, Ginger Lynn. Lynn. She, she a redhead. 
Yeah, that's her right there. She went out with Charlie Sheen. Oh yeah, okay, that's right. And <laughs> Amber Lynn, winning. The Lynn's, they weren't. Yeah. I don't think they're actual sisters. But. Amber Lynn and Ginger Lynn. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's just like, I think all all the porn stars. Have, Stacey just... Donovan, right here. That's Stacey Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> Their names aren't even there. Ty Ray. Ty Ray. You remember? You know all of them. Yeah, I, I, I like her a lot. Ty I know. Ray. I know there is an way era. too much about this. I there know. is an era where I, you knew all the names. Now. Yeah. See, but, you won't know any of the guys that I know. But what's funny is, like, I mean, you know, John King. I don't, huh? I don't know, Mr. Yeah. King, his work. Mr. King's work. <laughs> well, what are some other names of uh, gay porn stars? Bruno. Bruno. One name, that's all. <laughs> you know, Bruno does not that's, need a well, name. Well, you, you don't want to get attached with the last <laughs> name, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. We don't want to share last names. No. Yeah, the problem with Bruno, once he started talking, Hi, Bruno! And that was the oh. end of it for me. Now, what is, what's the deal with Rocco Sofredi these days? Who's that? Do you know Rocco Sofredi? No. Do you know Rocco Sofredi? Yeah, he's the Russian. Italian stallion. Italian stallion. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I'd like him. Oh, yeah. If you He's saw him, European, you'd be right? There's a whole different attitude towards sex in Europe. Oh, wait. A lot of spitting. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> hot. I love all this. I, spitting. Uh, that's, Spitting's everywhere. So straight people are, are into that too? No. I don't really. Rocco Sofredi would spit in a lot of women's mouth yeah. during he, sex. Yeah, which I never really. I think that's just, just a lot of. We'd spit everywhere. Wherever, wherever. <laughs> I, I might like him. <laughs> I'm like Rocco. Rocco. <laughs> yeah. Just the name wow. gets me going. Is this the one with the Learn in it? No, Metal no, Queen. No, 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 no Lee that's not at all. Aaron, wow, that's Demi Moore. Funny. Well, I don't think she's celebrity. See, this they, they were way ahead of themselves. Cele- celebrity nudes is a big thing now, right? That was how high. Porn so- takes. I think that's how high society started. It was a celebrity nude yeah. magazine. But celebrities did used to be nude in movies a lot more. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone actually started off in a porno, I think. I've, I've seen it. Have you? Oh, so, yeah. And what is that It's film? porno. It's hardcore. It's hardcore porn? Yeah, I've finally so- forgotten that. He made hardcore porno. Italian Stallion. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah but I think oh, they re- cool. released it as the Italian Stallion after he got oh. famous. But was it so my, did, my dinner with Andre? Originally, <laughs> 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 he actually did porn. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like he's fully nude in it. Wow. He's so and that's nude. so that's an example of a crossover. But uh, somehow he got. How did he not? I think he buried it. Like he probably the must. rocky thing happened <laughs> in, in the back. He buried it in a ravine. Well, in, yeah, the, in, ravine. in, in your cubby hole. <laughs> in Greece, Coach Calhoun was supposed to be played by Harry Reams, the porn star. Oh, yeah, I remember. And Harry. at the last minute, they got cold feet and they changed it and they got Sid Caesar instead. And I thought. Wow, that would have been such a different movie. Yeah, because there had been a porn star in it. But also, I think at the time, maybe Greece was using the porn look. Well, bit. porn was becoming almost um, chic. Yeah, People I think, and I think it does now. as a night out, right? Because, yeah. like, I, I know with Prince, his videos they're so erotic, and apparently he uh, was exposed to a lot of pornography as a child, and that's why. Prince's music and everything has this sort of porn feel about it sometimes, and the sort of extreme sexuality comes from the influence of porn. Or Britney Spears seems to be influenced by porn. Like it's a lot, oh God, it, it's yeah. influenced a lot of Rihanna. I mean, she's definitely influenced by porn. I think so. You know, that's 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 Rocco Sofredi, right? Oh, there. I'd like him. <laughs> yeah, I like him. He's actually in one of my favorite. Anyway, I guess one of my favorites. <laughs> Is he a big star? All right. Uh, that was that, and then, uh, and here's the final little clip that we did with uh, Scott Thompson, where um, I don't know, I think we're talking about just sort of uh, uh, gay acceptance and overall gayness, but we're talking, we, we we get into the gay here with Scott, and uh, I don't know, Scott, I've had him, he was on the Corktown Radio podcast, and he was on, he was on twice, he was on the XM show, and uh, hilarious guy, 
absolutely, you know, just the, and, and always has something to talk about, very opinionated, and uh, go back and check out that episode. I can't stress that enough. So, uh, but here we go. Here's our last clip with Scott Thompson. <laughs> no, but if, but but the fact that like a, a lot of times I've been out with her and then uh, I'll, we'll run into someone that I know and um, a, and then that person will be like, oh no, we've met before, and then and she's just like, no, just Dave goes out with the same type of girl all the time. I might have been that person. I've um, done that. See, I've only—I don't know. I only I, I, date black girls. That's all, all I've dated black girls I've since the early nineties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to be like that. I mean, I—I I dated all colors, but I was with the black guy for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You never been, You never had a relationship with any white after, person after the early, after the eighties. I was done with white women. Done because I'm I'm thinking I'm done with yeah. white men. Yeah, just, I just leave them behind. I think I'm kind. We can't win anywhere <laughs> anymore. No. I, 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 well, my ex-boyfriend who's black just says, Thompson, it's over. Stop with the white. It's no good for you. It don't work. Well, it's so. just, it's, 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 it's still amazing to me that like a lot of uh, guys will go through their entire life being like, that they, they'll be like, oh man, I've never been with a black woman. But that, that just seems to be the, like the one taboo that every guy wants to, the uh, black the, woman at, at the end of the day, at the end of their lives, be like, oh, you know, I did a lot of things in my life, but uh, never with a black woman. It's, it's weird that way. What about Asian women? Do they have they done? Do, would that not be as much of a taboo? That, oh no, no, I don't think so. I think that's just like uh, white men and Asian women is a very popular. It's very, uh, it's, it's classic. Yeah. But white men and black women are not as classic. It's black men and white women. Well, not in my world. Not, well, not your world, but you're. In the, I'm fucking, so it doesn't make it straight. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, what? Not all homosexuals are constantly being fucked. Someone's got to fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Not, we're all bottoms. No, yeah. <laughs> but my whole point is to go, well, look at, think of the ass as the moon. This is my joke. And I hate to do material, but I'm going to do material. But at least I'm saying I'm doing material. Uh, think of the ass as the moon and uh, gay men as um, the Americans. Yes, we were first there. But it belongs to everyone. <laughs> and, and, and males are the ones with the prostate. So we have the magic button. So homophobia has kept you from this magic button that you can access at any time. But because of the fear about being called gay, you haven't been touching it. And I'm saying, start fucking touching it. And and it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> we all nod our heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all, we all you're right. Yeah, we all I, find, I'm giving you. Excuse me, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I think I think my my place is big enough. We can all find a separate corner to go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hang not, some hang some blankets. We'll be okay. You know, like like I have friends that that never have intercourse that are gay. So. There's like, guys I know, men my age, that have never had anal sex. Oh, okay. Which is sad. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. What 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 are the, what's holding them back? I, I think it's. I think the one person I'm thinking of particularly, it's because the very first time he had it when we were young, he got um, uh, hep. Oh, okay. And well, that would so do he it. stopped it, and then AIDS happened. So he's just said no, and it was just one way to assure that you'd never get HIV. By never being fucked, condom or not, because you can't really get HIV any other way, generally. They, uh, really. I guess, uh, I mean, we we should probably we've been talking for yeah, quite we a while. Yeah, been talking a long time. Uh, we should probably wrap things up a little bit, but uh, I guess um, I, I think it's. Uh, 
There was, I think, the accessibility of porn now. Uh, a, I think it's not as taboo as it used to be, no. and because uh, it's so easy to get now, it's not like you have to mail away for yeah. it. It's not like uh, it's in a separate room or it's like. Um, but uh, I guess yeah, the the accessibility of it. But it, I remember you know way back when I was you know when I was young and finding it in like a, a ravine. It was so much. It was so. It, it was. Uh, it was like treasure. It was finding it. It was so exciting. And and now I, I think I say it in a joke, but then when you found porn back then, uh, the, the the porn almost turned into like the child of a divorced couple because the porn would have to be like custody and would go oh, yeah. bounce bounce from house to house depending on how oh, many yeah. people you found it with. Like if you found uh, some porn with like uh, two friends of yours, then that porn was going over to two other houses Absolutely. at any one time. And uh, I think I think uh, porn's come a long way. I think it's the you know the more open people are about what they like and, and don't like then yeah, the, the more thing the more we find we have in common with each other it's porn just is, sex yeah, it's just it's a changed everything uh, it has changed DHS, um, now there's a Pornhub has new uh, it's, called, it's a wank uh, wristband that powers <laughs> the more you jack it charges it creates a charge that's so you can, pretty amazing your phone runs on a battery Plug your phone into your your people thing. like that until someone's dick burns and then or, or you're wearing one. No, or, hey, you're wearing the jack bracelet. You know? <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's like oh. solar energy from masturbation. Uh, well, My house is powered. <laughs> wow, the uh, hot water. We should probably well, here, let's. Yeah. Uh, I think we, we there was a couple of points where we can uh, jump off there, but we should now we what we do is uh, we do our uh, our wrap up that we put at the beginning of the show. So. Um, uh, we'll do that now. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we'll just take a, a pause for a quick second. And um, if you want to, here, this is a, my, my screensaver is a good idea of what I'm, what, this is what, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a little chubby snow there you white. Go, there you go, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like like a, a chubby snow chubby white. Chubby snow white. That's what I'm totally, that's, that's, that's my deal. <laughs> it's not, it's not that far from like what am I, what I end up that's actually dating. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Chubby snow white. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just, you know, also, you know what, I often say, too, that, like, uh, a lot of the girls that I'm attracted to are, the, like, imagine uh, the kind of girls that you would win at a carnival if you knocked a bunch of <laughs> bottles down with a softball. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that one, that big plush doll up there. That's what, Take that down, and I'll walk home with it. I, I hope you're... Okay, all right. <laughs> you say you hope your girlfriend isn't listening to that. No, I, I hope his girlfriend isn't listening. No, but if, but <laughs> but the fact that, like, a, a lot of times I've been out with her, and then uh, I'll, we'll run into someone that I know, and um, a, and then that person will be like, oh, no, we've met before. And then and she's just like, no, just Dave goes out with the same type of girl all the time. I might have been that person. I've um, have done that. See, I've no, only maybe, I, don't know. I only I, I, date black not, girls. That's all I've dated black girls I've since done that. Really? the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be like that. I mean, I I dated all colors, but I was with the black guy for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You never been, You never had a relationship with any white after, person after the early, after the eighties. I was done with white women. Because I'm I'm thinking I'm done with yeah. white men. Yeah, just, I just leave them behind. I think I'm kind. We can't win anywhere <laughs> anymore. No. I, 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 my well, ex-boyfriend who's black just says, Thompson, it's over. Stop with the white. It's no good for you. It don't work. Well, it's so. just, it's, 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 it's still amazing to me that, like, a lot of uh, guys will go through their entire life being like, that they, they'll be like, 
oh man, I've never been with a black woman. But crazy. that just seems to be the like the one taboo that every guy wants to the black the, woman at, at the end of the day at the end of their lives be like, oh, you know, I did a lot of things in my life, <laughs> but uh, never with a black woman. <laughs> it's, it's weird that way. What about Asian women? Do they have they done? Do, would that not be as much of a taboo? That, oh no, no, I don't think so. I think that's just like uh, white men and Asian women is a very popular. It's very cl- uh, it's classic, but yeah. white men and black women are not as classic. It's black men and white women. Well, not in my world. <laughs> not, well, not your world. Okay, now our next clip uh, we have uh, um, coming up. It's from episode uh, thirty-four, I believe, where our guest was Martha O'Neill, and we talked about uh, the Sheedot Festival. Uh, we get into a, a couple little. Um, I think I just bring up a point about a guy, and this would almost make a perfect movie script. Uh, but uh, here we talk a little bit about uh, her festival. Uh, very fun guest. Uh, I've known her for ages, and uh, and you can check her out on the radio. She's on the on uh, local Toronto radio. If you uh, if you if you're zooming up and down the dial. But here's our, our clip with Martha. <laughs> but the fact that you had me on to support um, a festival that's just good for our city and, and you're it good buds. It is good for the city, yeah. yeah. It's good for everybody. The, uh, I, that, 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 that might be a, a great place. That's a good place. That, that would be a great place to stop. But uh, one thing, I, I think I was like driving back from a show with someone and I was just thinking that like, I imagine if a guy all of a sudden came out of the closet just to get on more comedy shows. Because, <laughs> I mean, because there is that, like, I mean, because they have, like, full gay festivals mm-hmm. where gay comedy and then mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, I know, JFL and a lot of other shows, like, even Winnipeg, I think, year, last year or the year before, they had, like, an all coming out of the closet sort of show. Interesting. And I just think how, like, hey, if you well, things aren't working out for me as a straight white guy, maybe if I am. Well, you know, the guy, the guy who gave uh, me grief, who I will tell you when the mics are off. Who gave me grief last year about not having? I said, "Why don't you start?" I'll just stop this. Why don't you start? A- well, we have to do the intro. Oh, okay. Well, here I'll pause it for a second, and then we'll do the intro. Oh, um, okay. So that was Martha O'Neill. I think that's an interesting premise for a, a movie or a, or a show, or a, I don't know. It's just begging to be. It just seems like such a logical. Oh, and we could play with the whole. I don't know. Uh, uh, Anyway, I think that's a, I think that's a, that was that clip from episode thirty four talking to Martha. I think that's an interesting premise for a movie or a TV show or something like that because uh, I don't know there would be just oh people would love that sort people would love that shit oh my god would they go crazy oh for uh, the, the idea of a, of a gay guy trying to pretend oh the sexual innuendo and the double entendre that you could get out of a show like that people would just go fucking nuts for. And uh, let's see. Oh, and the next clip that we're playing is with uh, Kathleen McGee uh, again. You know, I, I worked with Kathleen on. Um, uh, uh, with the, the uh, old XM show that I did with Darren, and uh, I think probably the th- that that show, the Anything Goes on Sirius XM, which is also still on iTunes, you can listen to it if you want to. But I think that show was probably at its peak. Uh, I think we were at our best when it was uh, both Kathleen, Darren, and myself. I thought the three of us made a great combination, and so. Um, you know, uh, I wanted to bring Kathleen onto this show, and uh, so uh, our topic was uh, what it was. Oh, was it tattoos? Of course, it was. And uh, so we chatted a little bit about tattoos, and this just happened to be a clip that uh, got taken out for time or for whatever reason. But here we go. Here's Kathleen. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna put a hand up there so you can high five her. Yeah, woo! She has her hand up. Oh, does she? But she's doing. Isn't she doing like she's a pulling thing? through the paper? She was oh. great on that show, Cheers, and then it was never the same without her. That's what I'll say about. Yeah, Kier- someone says you should get Kirstie Alley. I'm like, no, no way. Shelley Long's way better than her. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Kirstie Alley then or Kirstie Alley now? 
And Scientology, Kirstie Alley. Yeah. Star Trek she 2. Kirstie Alley. Think, yeah, yeah. She, has, she has a history with the Scientologists. Does she? Oh, I mm. can't stand that. They, once uh, people find out, once I find out someone's a Scientologist, it's over. Well, except for well, back. Well, I'll see myself out. <laughs> except for back. I mean, if you go to no, LA. Back especially, because I'm like, I don't really like his music. But he was, he was raised as a Scientologist. Someone was though. like, oh, he's a Scientologist. He has no idea. That's just as crazy as someone being raised like Catholic or, or Jewish or anything like that. You know, if you're, if you're Most a doctor. Most people that are raised that way, they're, by the time they were an adult, they're like, well, that was dumb. Yeah, yeah I, 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 anybody that plays anything about, on childhood, fuck you. No, no, no. You're an adult now. Leave it behind you. Well, the, I mean, I don't know. The, the crazy thing about Scientology is it just it costs so much money, and it's uh, and then the more money you Rastus. get, the higher up you get. You can't make like it if you go to even. you could go to a church and not give any money, you know, forever yeah, if you want to. to. Yeah. I, I mean, they'll listen. be nicer to you. I'm sure if you give money. But Scientology is all based listen, on giving you. I can't money listen to money. a musician who who thinks that a songwriter isn't Prince religious though. He is, but I, I'm more in tune with his religion than I would be with Beck's. I What's get, Prince's religion? Well, he's a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if Prince goes knocking door to door. He does. Yeah? He has done. How many people just invite him in? People open the door and look over and we can't see him. <laughs> <laughs> or people are like, I'm down here. Hey, you're Prince. Yeah, can I let just talk to you about Jehovah? Yeah, come on in, man. One time I was at my cousin's house and Jehovah's Witnesses came to the door and like he was, we, he was like, what? 14 or something and they knocked and they're like hello are your parents there and they're like just he said they're just out <clears throat> sorry he said they're just out back sacrificing a goat if you want to come back in half an hour <laughs> and they like on this like terrified look on their face and like this 14 year old kid is telling them this it was so funny I always think you should do the, the chalk outline on, on right at your uh, doorstep and then have other Jehovah Witness uh, pamphlets <laughs> there yeah. uh, whose who's joke is that is that I don't. That's not. It's not mine. But that's the blessing of living in an apartment. Unless you live in an apartment with a Jehovah Witness, and then they are always in the building. Yeah. Are they just slingshot flyers from the ground up to your place? Trampoline. Yeah. Hey, I was wondering if I could talk about we're no? Christ. Okay. <laughs> Frying pan. <laughs> All right. That was Kathleen, and uh, yeah, always fun. Always a good time. I love her, and. Uh, so now here is the clip of um, from our mashups episode. That was episode thirty-eight, and um, uh, uh, that was again. Uh, that okay. All right, so that was Kathleen McGee. Always a great guest. Lots of fun. Absolutely love her. Go and check out her comedy. Uh, you can find her on Twitter at uh, Kathleen underscore McGee on Twitter. And you can go and find her in Vancouver somewhere. Uh, very, very funny lady. Love her to death. And uh, the final set of clips is from episode um, 39. Not No, not 39. 38, our mashups episode. And uh, this is a, a clip that was taken out uh, both for time and then um, Sean had a bit of an issue with it because I'm sort of showcasing a, uh, a song parody and not necessarily a mashup. So um, here you can check this out. Uh, but it was funny. Anyways, I, I, uh, I love stupid humor, too. I love stupid, silly humor sometimes that is so bad it's funny. And, um, but, and, and, and here's a clip. I just played a little bit of... Um, the song Monster Hash, um, which, you know, anyways, here's the clip. It's from uh, the mashup episode, so we go right into it. Great. great. I'm glad we pre planned something. Thank we did. God. <laughs> oh, I remember what we were Monster Hash. Okay, now, now I'm uh, <laughs> too late. I remember. 
All right, well, let's listen to this. Weirdly, for a few it takes minutes. Green Day's opening. Okay, so it's Green Day and Oasis. But this is actually two songs played intermittently together, which is a third. Which is another, which is another thing. genre too. See now, I'm I'm nervous to play my mashup because you guys, I think you guys. Oh, we're going to judge it harshly, but the thing is, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be very supportive. No, you. Won't. The thing is, I finally thought of I thought of a song to play for my segment because I was like, <laughs> that was all Johnny Cash. It's been Johnny Cash day for me today. That's your wait till it comes in the Oasis part. Here it comes. See, if this was a concert together and they're playing and then Oasis walks out, or I guess the one guy from Oasis now walks out. <laughs> this would be a cool song to do together. This is one of those moments like the Elton John and uh, Mike, George Michael. Right. You know. Nikita. They'll Remember Nikita? How could I forget? The TV series? They also the did a No. <laughs> the song Nikita by Elton John. Yes, you'll never where know. Where George Michael's singing all the high parts. Yes. That is a weird video now if you watch it. It's very strange. But uh, they also did a song called Rapper Up. Public bathroom? What? They also did a song about rap, uh, called Rapper Up. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, Do you yeah. remember that? Oh, yeah. That's a good song. That's a good 80s happening song. Yeah. That, those were the only two songs. Or I think they did... Uh, People make fun of those songs. I love, I love the Phil Collins in those days. I don't care. I like Susudio, okay? There, I said it. I don't mind listening to Susudio. Really? You listen to that on purpose. If it comes on, I'd bob my head to it. <laughs> I liked all the corny, I guess. I... <sighs> okay. Okay. Well, you got yeah. it? The monster hash. This Are you brilliant. in this, Dave? Is that why we're playing this? This is brilliant. <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> See, this is more like a. Uh, this is song, worse than song parody. This is the Zeppelin Gilgan's Island. This is a song parody, I think. Right? This is like the yeah, the Led Zeppelin Gilgan's yeah, Island. Yeah. We smoked some monster. Well, there's only so many directions it could go. We got completely trapped. We smoked some monster hash as we parted in the castle with the living dead. Mouths were dry and eyes were red. The ghouls and goblins shrieked and screamed. Won't somebody please pass the visees? They smoked some monster hash from Frankie's personal stash. All right, well we get that. That's not no. That's not a song that you'd listen to all of too. I was already. We, I mean, of, we, yeah. We, that's a song parody. That's di- yeah. that's a different kind of thing. But you know that that's just the whole history of mixing different ideas of music together. So, uh, do you guys want to hear my mashup? Uh, sure. Okay. So this is uh, Scott. So this is my mashup. It's. Uh, I don't want to hear it. Do you guys? Uh, it's called uh, my heart. Do you guys know that uh, it's called My Heart Belongs to Leatherette? All right, that was that was Monster Hash. I think it's I think it's humorous. I think it, it's it's stupid. It's a song parody, and I understand why it was taken out. Um, now this was a bit of a uh, an issue when uh, the mashup episode came along. Sean has a big fascination, which I might not understand, but everyone has their own taste, and this is his. He loves Xanadu, the Olivia Newton-John movie, and. 
and everything that goes with it. And we wanted to play a clip, but it, it ended up being much more visual. But uh, taking out this Xanadu clip uh, was a bit of a bump in the road for the podcast, but uh, we made through it. And uh, I think I think it's one of our better episodes. Uh, but we only managed to do one more complete show afterwards, and then uh, that was episode thirty-nine, political train wreck. And then now it's episode forty, me saying goodbye to you guys. But here is the last clip uh, that I'm playing from episode thirty-eight mashups, and this is where Sean and we try to queue up Xanadu, but um, it doesn't really work out because we can't figure out. But I like I like I sort of like the uh, the the internal struggle that we. We have trying to figure out where the clip is on the DVD, and um, you know I, I think we're kind of I think I think we're funny that way. I think that we're funny when we kind of struggle and we're trying to figure shit out. But uh, but here we go. This is episode. Uh, this is uh, the Xanadu clip that was taken out because uh, it was way too long, and we never really get to Xanadu, and it's more of a visual bit. And uh, anyways. Can we watch the uh, the song <laughs> Dancing from Xanadu? Because I think this is a good visual. I know it's a podcast, but the song explains it well, too. But we're going to get our stuff together. We're gonna be, uh, there's going to be links. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Do you <laughs> want to watch I it? the sausage links this time. <laughs> we're delicious. Have you guys seen this movie? No. Really? Uh, no, I haven't. Have you, you seen know what? this I got movie? a book I bought from you tonight. Do you lend it out, or is it, it goes back in the case? <laughs> <laughs> On a sealed timer. Oh, hey. Out of the basement. <laughs> A, you have the wire, right? Case. Do you yes. have the wire? Have you seen that whole thing? No, I haven't no? watched the wire. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, so uh, <laughs> I don't know how you. I don't know which track. Whole it is. human being. We might have to edit this part out. But uh, I watched all Breaking Bad. Okay, all right. Stop with the rocks. Hey, you still haven't seen Breaking Bad, right? <sighs> no, I seen the first episode. Which was great. It did say Xanadu, right? This isn't going to be some porno <laughs> that's going to come on. Shauna Jamila, Pride of Moments. <laughs> Yeah, it's the FBI warning. Sean, do not put in Xanadu case. Why is that on there? <laughs> well, that's a long warning. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what she said. If your sex tapes come with okay, the FBI so warning. Hey, that's a good sex tape. Let's go to the menu. Can we go to the menu? If your sex tape comes with the FBI warning, you're doing something good. <laughs> you got it. I got some money for this one. Not permitted. Hmm. Okay, well, so they can force you to time. watch ads. Okay, never mind. This was a bad idea. Okay, forget it. <laughs> no, we can just fast forward past it. No, because they force you to sit through ads or something, I think. It's only going to be a second or two. Don't get mad at Xanadu. I'm mad. So what do you do? You must go get do something while this is playing. You must get they, right. I, mean, I should have probably looked for it on YouTube because that probably would have been a much easier way to uh, actually watch no, it. You took the effort and we appreciate it. <laughs> He brought the actual CD. He actually brought the actual film reel. <laughs> there's, there's four of them. We gotta hook up. Yeah, I guess you have to watch these things. That's okay. I'm sure it's not Look, long. Robin Williams. See, they didn't even know at that time what was going to happen. Nobody knew. Oh. Oh, and there's a lot of Robin Williams in this. Remember George Clooney? Oh. Jen Elfman. Where is she now? That one movie where John Travolta plays a convincing straight man. This is one of the few montages you actually see Blues Brothers 2000 as one of the highlights. See, th this is one of those times where I'm like, this was a mistake. I should Why? have brought this it's DVD. Okay. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, great. Now we're watching clips. Well, we can okay. take all this out. Well, one of the mashups, I don't know if it's a, this is not a mashup either, probably, but have you seen the Mrs. Doubtfire preview? 
and someone did re- re-edited it as a horror film? No, no. That's kind of a mashup of sorts. If they change genres, it's actually amazing. You should watch it. <laughs> it's actually... Let's watch that now. Well, there's one where the, where someone uh, takes the uh, Shining. Uh, and Turns into a comedy? Yeah. <laughs> also, the people fly. do the thing where they play the Shining front and back. Super oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw it? Yeah. Documentary. Okay, now we can play. Wow, this is why people stop buying DVDs, by the way. Okay, does it give you a menu option? Cause, okay, great. Chapter list. Oh, God. For God's sake. Okay. <laughs> so about seven to nine. Okay, let's see about seven to nine. I've never seen someone so get us so upset. Okay. Uh, 10, 10 to never? 12. At the DVD listing? 10 to, you know, okay, maybe the DVD 10 listing. to 12. And I like to save my anger for the movie itself. Number. Can okay. we try 10 to 12? Yeah. There it is. Dancing. Olivia Newton-John in the tubes. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Isn't that always weird? Have you ever watched an, like an old TV show and someone says, "Hey, come on, man! This is the '80s. We should know better." Was that cool for even no. a little while? <laughs> well, I doubt it. It's good to know Gene Gene uh, Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly's version is still holds true. He will still go to see that. This is like up with people. And Devo copyright orange jumpsuits. Hello. It's much longer than I uh, remember it being, so... Uh. <laughs> oh, it's the full seven-minute version. Of... It feels long. <laughs> that looks like Jamila there. Face? I don't look kind of like Jamila. <laughs> I know. You write those letters, by the way. <laughs> Scott McCricket. You racist asshole. <laughs> Com. It's a website already. Weird. That's, I haven't seen this for years, so it's, no, just, it's, like, it's mesmerizing out, like, to like, me. Like, let's take that part out. <laughs> <laughs> See, why, why does the stuff from the the thirty the the nineteen thirties forties still hold up, and the shit that was from the eighties that was like was that popular at, at any one point? Well, and the tubes like, were a popular not, band. That for, does not hold up. Uh, oh, that look! I remember that. I mean, the the eye drum kit, like the 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 bass drum has a big like eye picture of an eye, a paint drawing of an eye, and the, the dance outfits and stuff, and the leather, and like I remember that '80s from uh, New Wave Hookers. I think that was in uh, <laughs> had that look <laughs> with John Doe. Well, of course, the one and only. <laughs> See, and the mistake but here the is that right. it's Olivia Newton-John singing, but I don't know why they don't have who, Olivia Newton-John, the star of the movie, in this actual number. That seems pretty stupid to me. I don't think they'll ever come That's a big mistake. 
But uh, the the song on the album, I saw her sing live, and it was the first time she ever sang it live. Anyway, at the end of this... Wait, should I fast forward We can this? skip forward a bit, but at the end, the two stages meld together and the two songs meld together. Well, this They were really trying to bring back the old dance. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Sorry. Movies That's from the, way past. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, where were we before? <laughs> okay. Right. Oh, stop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of around. This was sort of like Michael Jackson kind of stuff. Here it is. Oh, perfect. Looks like the old Michael Douglas set. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do a movie. This is really shot like a stage play. Like, this is yeah. It, well, there is a stage play version of it. Well, that looks like this. this there, it was this on Broadway. Like community theater version. It was on Broadway for a while. <laughs> Dave's like, boy, watching this crap. Yeah. I, I, I don't, <laughs> it's kind of like, what's that movie you like? The, 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 kids, the kid gangsters. Bugsy Malone? That reminds, that reminds me of the Bugsy Malone, actually. Like, it's too cheesy to be real? Yeah, but Bugsy Malone, at least they had guns. They shooting them at each other. Whoa, okay. Hey, the guns okay, come yeah. later at the end. <clears throat> well, that is the Xanadu clip. That is the last clip of leftover junk that didn't make it the first time around. Um, and, and that's that's really the last clip uh, from episode 38, the mashups episode. And then sort of the final or the first of the beginnings of the nails in the coffin uh, for this uh, podcast it was episode 39, man. It's a, uh, it's tragic the way it ended. Um, and I thought, you know, I, I would have loved to have continued on with those guys, but you know, political differences uh, can get in the way, and, and heated discussions happen, and tempers flare up. And but you know, you got to keep uh, level-headed, and you got to be able to talk about uh, issues, especially on a talk show. So it's too bad that it uh, ended the way it did. But I want to thank everyone who listened. Those episodes are still there. I'm still very proud of them, um, and uh, they're still funny. So give them a chance. Get, get, take a listen. I love Scott, and I love uh, Sean to death, and uh, I think they're great guys. And um, uh, I'm sure. You know, the Toronto comedy community is not that big. You're going to see these guys again sometime. And uh, that's why, uh, you know, uh, I, I just, I don't know. I just don't, I think grudges can eat away at you like a cancer. So, you know, if there's someone out there that, uh, you know, you got something against and you feel like mending a fence, I'd say just uh, do it before it's too late because who knows when you're going to see that person again. But, uh Maybe not. I know that guys. I know that I'm going to get to see Sean and Scott again, and uh, I'm, I, I'll, I would be up for working with the guys again too. I love them to death. I think we did great work. Um, like I said, I'm happy with this uh, the show. It's too bad that uh, there might not be an episode 41, but uh, enjoy all 40 for what they're worth, man. Because uh, we're some pretty funny guys, and uh, I think we did a very funny podcast. So thank you to our guests. Uh, and that's all there really is, man. It was a good run. Anyways, I just like to sh- I like to just end the show the way that every other show did. Not a lot of big explosions or fireworks or anything like that. But just here we go. Goodbye. <laughs>